<laughs> you are welcome to Trash Tales for Terrible Tykes, a series of cautionary tales for lovers of Schadenfreude. And boy, what horrors we have for you today. A tale of yanders and spiders and... What do you mean you've heard that one already? There'll be none of your back chat on that time I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends. And actually most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. A.K.A. The Trash Manga Friends Podcast Crybaby. Episode 39. I got hit by a truck, but I wasn't sent to another trash manga. What the heck? You know the drill by now. This is the show where six people discuss six volumes of six trash manga, dissecting what's spooky, what's scary, and what skeletons live from trash manga hell. I am your eternal and undying nightmare host, Sean, and I'm joined by Zombie Lover 13 Mike and Twilight Vampire Phil. How are you both? Ah, you're the Twilight Vampire. I, 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 I feel a bit <laughs> offended, but does that make me like a shonen? Like, am I now like. It's because you have such a sparkling personality, Phil. Oh, it's kind of wholesome, I guess. That's what people think when they think of me sparkling personality. <laughs> I take issue with the term zombie lover so long as. Because you're not, yes. Well, no, if I'm also a zombie, that makes perfect sense. As long as you're also a zombie, it, it's all kosher. Yeah, absolutely. Makes perfect sense. Because I, I don't like zombies in media or whatever. But if I, I feel like one. So if I am one, then maybe it's like a whole self-denial thing I'm going through. Maybe. It's just a phase, mum. <laughs> Weird question here. Okay. It's Halloween, Phil. Go as weird as you want. Oh, don't give me that permission. <laughs> so, necrophilia is about doing it with corpses. I take that back. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you, you have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. So, if a zombie was sleeping with a living person, is there a term for that? So, like, necrophilia is for the act in one direction, not the yeah. other direction, is what you're saying. Yeah. Li livophilia <laughs> lifeophilia um i'm just imagining that in zombie society now what you slept with a living person oh you freak you absolute <laughs> repulsive freak <laughs> gotta get you some help <laughs> to be fair it's not necessarily specifically sleeping it's more like fetishizing it isn't it you're supposed to eat them not bang them <laughs> why not both <laughs> You know, work off some of the. Food they're just they're just seasoning the flesh first. Well, at, oh. if first of all, <laughs> nice. And second of all, hey, I as I have mentioned in a previous episode of this, eating human flesh is actually uh, quite a uh, quite caloric. It's quite bad for you health wise. So yeah, they're just working it I off. Get as the feeling that's not a mass issue for zombies actually. Well, you don't know. You're not a zombie. I'm. I'm not. This is true. That I mean, you that, know that, now you've brought this up. I, I don't think I've ever seen a fat zombie in media. Uh, you are incorrect. There's plenty of them. They usually explode. It's gonna say. Oh, okay, boomers. Yeah, I guess. From yeah. For dead. Yeah. Because they're more bloated than fat is the idea, but yes. Also, yeah, loads. Like, if you ever watched the uh, uh, it was a movie, so you haven't watched it, but what they called the Zombieland movies. In the second one, they literally have a class class of. Uh, zombie they call a Homer after Homer Simpson, so it's usually fat and stupid. So there you go. The, the closest I think I've come to zombie movies is I've seen Shaun of the Dead. Sure. And I want to say there were zombies in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Probably. I mean, there was everything in Cabin in the Woods. So. Like, sure. <laughs> Throw a dart, a horror trope dartboard, you'll, yeah. it'll be in Cabin in the Woods. That's kind of the point. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was also kind of giggling at your intro there because I would hate it. Absolutely hate it. But I wouldn't mind reading a manga which just completely played the getting hit by a truck thing for laughs in the sense of got hit by a truck and then the guy just can't fathom the possibility that he hasn't appeared in an isekai world. Now, now Mike, I'm going to level you here. They're all, they're all based off real ones. That exists. Oh, no. I can hook you up. Well, no, swap the trash banger out for, I think, Another World is the actual title. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, it's actually good then. No, 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 no. no, no. no it's still trash. <laughs> okay. It's, I mean, I've never read it. Phil? Uh, sorry, I zoned out. Have I read what? <laughs> Classic <laughs> Phil. <laughs> oh, dear. If you haven't guessed by now, folks, this is the Halloween episode of Trash Manga Friends coming at you a few days beforehand. And I actually remembered to do a Halloween intro, which was uh, better than last time, where I got shouted at afterwards. So, like, it's the Halloween episode, Sean. What, what <clears throat> even was the last? Was it Maruko that we did last Halloween? I think so. No, it was Pigpen. Pig no, you're right. It was Pigpen. Yeah. Boy, what a downgrade. <laughs> Wait, which one's the downgrade? The That's one... for you to find out in this episode. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like we all know the answer to this one. But... <laughs> Are we all ready then? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, this time around for Halloween, we have covered the nameless monster, the spider, the girl, and the grotesque murders. A.K.A. Namai no Nai Kabutsu Kumo to Shoujo to Ryoki Satsujin. This is a horror and mystery manga. Uh, it started in September 2018 and is ongoing. Five volumes done so far. Written by Kyoka Kuroke. This is their only work I could find. Art is done by two people, actually. Uh, Ko Nozuke, again, this is the only work they could find for them. And Azusa Banjo, who has done a couple of other things, including, which I've never heard of, but including a series called I Think I Turned My Childhood Friend Into a Girl, which has been licensed by 70s for release next year. This series, however, uh, Nameless Monster, has not been licensed. No anime adaptation or anything like that. Truly a tragedy. I know. And Phil, why not take this chance to tell us a bit more about this tragedy? What was the Nameless Monster all about? Oh, fuck if I even know where to begin here. <laughs> this series follows Tosaka Rei, who is a university student who one day starts noticing cobwebs appearing all around his apartment, his flat, uh, after seeing a, not really the whole thing, part of a giant spider crawling out of his air conditioning. And then all of a sudden he is met with the visage of a girl who has been reported missing but is actually dead and won't leave him alone and start sucking his blood. Yeah, let, let's go with that. that. That's your intro. This is closest to one you could possibly say, I think. I th yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the only real thing I could add on to that is that it's shit. Uh, well, I was wondering was who would break for that for the end, not the opening, Sean. <laughs> I, I was honestly, I was wondering who would break first, and I'm genuinely surprised it wasn't me, because uh, I, I, well, you usually break first, so I wanted to get in there early this time. Just be, nah, this was, this is, I, I'm not gonna say the worst thing because we've done redo of healer, <laughs> sure. but God, this was torture to read. <laughs> this was the most disjointed piece of caca that I have read. 
in the <laughs> longest time because at least even with its crazy screwed up logic redo of healer made sense it, it had a plot yeah, <laughs> yeah had, no, what the fuck? hey this has a plot no uh, okay uh, uh, not really <laughs> It's like every time it gets anywhere near a coherent narrative, it's like, nah, we don't want to do that no more. It's like, ah, oh, this is this is starting to make too much sense. Kill them off, onto the next one. It's just like shit. Just this is just like a a bunch of ideas in a soup, and it just it just pulls out one idea at random. And it's not like it's an episodic thing where it's like every episode is different. No, it tries genuinely tries to make a coherent story, but it just goes all over the place and i okay i genuinely thought that the idea of this was i actually thought for once we finally did actually get the psychotic break plot where <laughs> the guy was imagining the whole monster thing and uh it was about his mental issues and how he's pushing people away and yeah i thought that as well because of the way it was going at one point i was like this has to be like his vision rather than anything. Yes. Like either he's the murderer or he's going crazy somehow. Yeah, I, I thought it was legit. Like there was no murderer, or maybe there was, and that was just a coincidence going on at the same time. And he was like blaming this thing in his head kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I thought they were going with it. But no, everything is played completely straight. Absolutely everything. This monster, totally real. All the murders, totally real, but completely disconnected as, as well just very coincidentally happened to match up very naturally yeah everyone in this boy's life is either murdered or a murderer yeah but not everyone uh, yeah no there's one good person let's be real the spider girl is probably the <laughs> nicest and most wholesome of them all the fucking spider monster that eats people is like the nice guy here we we don't really know if because like one of the core tenets of this to skip ahead a little bit is that whenever he's confronted by these actual murderers he's like nah i've i've seen true hell i've been with that monster the the spider girl monster who inconveniences him with some cobwebs and then makes out with him a lot yeah there's a lot of shuddles there's a lot of horny in this a whole lot of macking on spider girl yeah, mm. there's a lot of macking, and the psychopaths are all like, oh, I'm getting so wet, I could come yeah. from this. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of straight yeah. up just horny in this. No porn, just a lot of uh, horny. But it's like, this is, and this is, I'm supposed to believe that this has terrified this guy on a, like, a fundamental level. It's like, d- dude, he just, all she did was make out with you and, like, you know, suck your blood a little bit. It was hardly, <laughs> as horrors go, there was a sure. little more to it than that. Admittedly, not was really that? terrifying. <laughs> yeah, like it's because when the monster first starts showing up, one of the reasons I thought it was like a delusion is because uh, when they first start showing up, you only see it in bits and pieces, and it like appears out of shadows and things like that. So that part is scary. Like the encroaching part is scary, but eventually he finds some sort of equilibrium with this monster girl, and she yeah. just sort of lives in his house and just kind of comes like a living girlfriend almost because at first it's like no you can't leave you're stuck in here it's like okay cool i get with the horrors and that you're stuck in here with a monster who Mm -hmm. on the one hand is affectionate but on the other is like no you can't you can't leave and i'll vanish whenever anyone else shows up so you can't even be like 
I'm not crazy. She's really there. Yeah, like there, there is. There's a lot of scaffolding of an actual scary story here. And then he just leaves. Yeah, he just walks out one day and it's fine. Yep. Yeah. And then like a completely different plot happens, and then a completely different plot happens, and then twist on these completely different plots. And it's like, this is when I said this is the most disjointed piece of crap I've I've read in a while. It genuinely is like for all the other garbage we have read most of it has a coherent narrative that narrative could be shit but it's a coherent one this is in no way coherent completely incoherent in fact it's just unreadable and like the way they they map out the timeline of the story is just weird as well like we could skip ahead to any portion of the story and it would make equal if not more sense than if you just read it straight up yourself because they love to jump around in flashbacks like a lot <laughs> so and they don't really telegraph it all that well they just put it in as like as if that's the next chapter of the story i do want to just say i do give like 10 percent of the credit of the confusion to the fact that the scan laters we chosen for this clearly aren't the greatest to put I- it believe they were translating from Chinese as well, so they were doing translations. Because you could definitely tell from some of the dialogue, like, this doesn't come across how you'd speak (laughs) ever. And I don't mean that, you know, characters talking weird nonsense, I mean, just that's not how English works exactly. But, uh, yeah, a lot of it was just bad writing. Well, in that same vein, uh, I was going to point this out at some point, we got one of the best translator notes in the entire history of this show oh, blow- i don't read that shit blow me away what was it i wasn't really a translator note as such it was like uh they just didn't translate one of like the like an exclamation like a shouting speech bubble and then just down the side oh, of was the, this page, the translation note was like by the way they're going ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all the way down the side of the page i'm like you get your achy gets stuck what <laughs> It's too much effort to put that in the speech bubble. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best translator note I have ever seen. <laughs> it's like, but why? <laughs> because why bother doing all this typesetting and cleaning nonsense when you can just, like, give people the text down the side, Mike, and have them do it all for you? I mean, you for all head. we know, that was just a cry for help from the translation <laughs> team. <laughs> True. Do, do you know this person was actually screaming, ah? <laughs> maybe, maybe he was actually saying some eloquent Shakespeare. Maybe they were going Burns. <laughs> Help! They've trapped me in a basement and forced me to translate shitty manga. I've tried to get it out in code from these mistranslations, but you're not hearing me. <laughs> so now I've just resorted to screaming. Sounds, sounds like uh, the next Isekai we're going to read. <laughs> you, you know what? Sure, I'll go back to Isekai. Isekai has a coherent plot and storytelling. Yeah, yeah. And a character. Mm, 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 mm. I would argue Isekai protagonists have more character than Landy Muck. I didn't even know his surname until Phil said it at the start. Bold claim, but true. I yeah. mm, Nah, I'd say they're just as blunt. My benchmark for this particular statement is more or less than Kirito. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my benchmark. Do they have more or less personality than Kirito? See, I'd argue Kirito has more personality than Bray. So would I. Because Kirito has, you know, some. Mm-hmm. He greater than shit. zero. <laughs> he has a Does numeric he? amount more. Yes. 
<laughs> All of the characters in this are replaceable with anything because there's no point to any of them. Now, I now I'd argue one of them Which at least one? has a place. Um, his girlfriend Kyoko. Mm. She at least has some part to play in the story, and they do a a decent, a pretty decent job with her twist because they do foreshadow it, and then surprise when it happens. And I was surprised when I read it the first time around. Stupid fucking twist, though. <laughs> <laughs> sure, don't get me wrong. It's a weird path to take when in the with what's already happened in the story at that point. But it was a twist, and it yeah. pulled it off. So. <laughs> Through all the disjointed storytelling. Which we've told none of. The plot basically develops to the point of this guy is having trouble with this spider lady thing. People keep dying in horrific ways around the place. That's like the that's the horror portion you, of it. You keep hearing on the news every so often, like, ah, oh, another person is dead. Yeah, it's built up that people are dying. He's kind of figured out that the spider lady is vanishing at the points when those people are dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got the exact, so the spider lady, the human appearance she's taken on is the exact appearance of, I think, the second victim in the cases. Yes. Yep. Who had magically lost all their organs or something. Uh, the, like an organ removal is like a big to be thing. Fair, I think they said all of them after the first one had, but the thing with the second case with this girl was the fact she specifically looked like she'd been attacked by some sort of large animal to the extent that everyone was like, yeah, but there's no traces. That's a bit weird. It's probably like a ghost or a monster or something. Obviously tongue-in-cheek, but... Because the implication I was getting from the way the story was going at that point then was that with each kill... So she got the spider person, got the body with the first kill, and gutted the organs for whatever reason. And then... Each one afterwards, because they're like, oh, like in this one, the stomach was missing. On this one, the lungs were missing. So I'm like, oh, okay. So she's building a body for herself, basically, slowly but surely over these murders. Hence why she couldn't speak or really understand him at first. But no, that's not what's happening. Nope, not at all. The whole presence of the monster thing appears to be irrelevant to all of it. Unless I completely misunderstood that. Like, She just appears in his room, starts macking on him, sometimes a little bit more violently than you'd like. And there is also these murders going on. And he blames the spider lady, but she's got nothing to do with it. Because it turns out eventually that it's the work of pretty much your your standard psychopath artist type who... Would normally be the red herring in stories like this. It would normally be like, their art is so violent, of course they're the murderer. Which is the exact path they go down, and then it turns out, oh no, that's actually correct, he was in fact the murderer. It, it was... Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say it was exactly a red herring, but... Well, no, it's not. It, that's the thing, it is not a red herring. It's like, but usually in stories like this, it but, usually but the is. the point is... He is not acting alone, as we find out. Sure, but he is definitely responsible. Sure. He is the instigator of it, because the, the, his accomplice, yeah. as it were, wasn't dragged into this until uh, they met him. And yeah, so he's actually just going around murdering people. 
including the main character's best friend. Uh, uh, okay, right. I'm start. I'm going off on this one. Well. So yeah, uh, his best friend, uh, Junya. Yeah. That's fine. You can have a best friend character, and oh my god, killing him off. What a twist. Yeah. Generally helps if you um, haven't been present for more than like two or three chapters. <laughs> yeah, the blandest character in this thing is the one we're supposed to have the most con- emotional. Oh no, to. he's dead! Shaby's <laughs> Ch- only been on screen for like fifty pages. <laughs> it's it's not around very much. No, this this brings me back to a point I I wish to bring up. Mm-hmm. But first of all, we have to go back towards the start of the series because I need to I need to praise it on something. Okay. It got, it got something right. Did it? Yeah, it did. Because after this girl appears in his apartment, and you know, he's trying to figure out what to do, you have a few little panels where he's like, oh, I tried this, that, the other, can't do this. And one of them was like, oh, I can't get the police involved because when I tried that, she just fucking up and vanished and they didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. He called He called the police like a he sensible person. He did call person. the police, yeah. He did call the police. Sadly, I'm... T- I'm taking that point away because then later he films her and doesn't submit that. (laughs) Sure, okay, there is that, but that wasn't the point I was going to make. Because you can take that exact point away because the friend and then later the main character Mm -hmm. both go to confront this artistic murderer Mm -hmm. because they've, they've figured it out because after he spends the night at the friend's place, or while he's spending the night at a friend's place, the friend's next-door neighbour is horrifically murdered, and they are the only two witnesses to mm-hmm. see the corpse. And then they see that the artist has painted it in the exact... exactly how they found it. So, like, he must be the murderer. And they go and confront him separately, I will point out. Yes. Neither of them well. call the police. At least they do pay some sort of lip service to it in this one. Not well, uh, but Well, okay. They... So, the thing is... The friend just straight up doesn't call the police, which is idiotic. He's like, no, I'm going to go confront them. The main character, he goes to confront the murderer after his friend has been killed. After he's been talking to his girlfriend, she's like, oh, no, I tried talking to the police and they said they wouldn't do anything because they blah, blah, blah. And she gives a long long list of reasons. It's like, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. At least they're saying, yes, we've tried the police. Nothing happens. Problem is, at this point in the story, we know his uncle is a police officer working on these serial murders that yeah. this guy's committing. So why don't you just give him a ring? The uncles whose art was so similar, I legit thought they were the same person for a little while. I had, um, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> can't can't yeah. say I had that one, but then again, he's barely ever on the screen. So. I was going to say, he's, he's on for like two pages. So yeah, I, I, I haven't even wrote it in my character summary. He's like, yeah, you're say, irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just it felt a bit weird to me because they look so similar. I thought they were the same person. Like I thought this was I thought the guy had a side gig of being a detective. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what gets me with that is so like the first killing happens, they investigate the flat, don't find anything, which is impressive. I know why in story they didn't find anything, but oh, in reality sure. it'd be like, hey, you'd find something. You'd find yeah. reason to detain him, at least, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you at least run a blacklight over that thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what What do you mean when they first go to the flat? They actually do mention that. They say that the police had gone to the flat. Yeah, to the, they do. No, to... I, I think you're misunderstanding something here. What's that? She said the police had gone to the flat and didn't find anything. She was lying. 
Oh. Because she's involved in the murders. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm aware, but eh, no, that still came to me as something they'd actually done. Because otherwise, the police would be incredibly shit. Because well, bear yeah. in mind, he actually brings this up later on when she gives the big reveal. He's like, wait, it's also obvious now. Because she said they'd been to his place, and how the fuck would they not know it's him when they just look at all the... But if the police weren't suspicious then it makes no sense that they were willing to sit and listen to a phone call (laughs) where he was interrogating this person. Oh yeah, they they straight up do the phone in the pocket. Yeah, Yeah, okay, I I can't explain that one away, but... Like, to me that only makes sense if they already had some suspicion of him, that they would be on standby because otherwise it's like... Because we don't even see them questioning, you know the dead guy's best friend aka our lead character at any point it's like, mm-hmm. well, he's dead now. That's inconvenient. <laughs> Just fucking stupid. Yeah, the way this progresses, they decide to play detective themselves, a lot like last week. For or last yeah. episode, sorry. For some reason, instead of getting the police properly involved. Let's say, like, at, at least in the main character's case, it's because, as far as he's aware, the police were called, and they said, no, nah, we're not doing anything. There's nothing sure. to do. Like they they paid the lip service to brush away. They did. They, they do more point. than Subasa did. Yes. Yes. They give it a go, and they don't actively hide evidence. No. And as I say, that was a lie by the girl to basically just be like, "No, you can't call the police." It's because we keep mentioning this twist. The way the thing progresses is, he confronts this uh, main character, confronts this psycho murderer man. Uh, finds out, oh, it was actually him all along. Who'd have thought, I guess? That's a terrible ending. All right, whatever. And it actually was him. And he was like, I must bring murder into my art. And the, the I'm studying the form of death. It's, and I'm it's killing the purest people. way to do things. And, oh, I'm an artiste. Also, I was a doctor once. I don't know why we brought this up, but you know, <laughs> he, now, he, now you know. Not relevant. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't he was a doctor, it's he was learning to become a doctor. <laughs> I don't need all of that at that point. It explained why he managed to flay a man, Sean. You could oh, just sure. have him flay him. I'm not that bothered. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not disputing the fact it was a pointless bit of character backstory. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, my favourite part is this guy, like, it, he doesn't even come up until, like, towards the end of the first volume, where they're like, wait, who painted that? Oh, that's my artist friend. And then, that, yeah, there we go. Like, there's no, like, setting, like, much like with Junya, there's no, like, setting him up beforehand. It's just, now he's part of the story, and now he's gone. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I think it's because he is largely irrelevant, is the point. He's the murderer, Phil! <laughs> he's the whodunit! <laughs> Yeah. Who done it? That guy. Oh, all right. <laughs> Nailed yeah, it. Yeah, but the whole point is it's <laughs> so try. he can act as a foil to the girlfriend who... Because well, this is the is... thing I keep trying to say. All the while that he's like trying to murder main character man and getting scuppered and what have you, he keeps talking about this maiden in black that's helping him, and you're supposed to think, oh, wait, the, 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 the spider, spider girl, spider girl yeah. wears like a black schoolgirl outfit when they're in human form, and it's like, <gasps> it's her. It's all connected. This actually makes sense. No, not her at all. It actually turns out that very, by sheer coincidence, every time they're doing murder things, the girlfriend character wears black and she's the accomplice. By sheer coincidence. Nothing to do with anything. She just wears black. Like, oh. 
to, now, to be fair, as I mentioned earlier, I think that is a good twist that she's also yeah. in, involved in it. I don't necessarily feel you needed to reveal this like pages after the other guy's been convicted and locked up. And it's like, ah, oh, life's going back to normal. But by the way, I killed your best friend. Cool. Yeah. Into the <laughs> next arc. And then once once that does get revealed, it goes off the fucking rails. <laughs> oh, yep. She's like, okay, so imagine every sadistic murderer trope you can imagine. She's and a yander. She's, yeah. she's all of them. <laughs> she, at one point, after... After revealing that she's the murderer, and apparently, by the way, they picked people at random, which is not true. So, which inclu- randomly killed friend. the neighbor and your best friend. Randomly, yeah. Rand- well, no, okay. random. the, the best friend wasn't random because I magically chose to change my targets at that point. So, randomly. well, no, the point was he was confronting them, and they're like, "Well, okay, guess we're killing you now." Then. I, that's that's a terrible way of dealing with your problem. <laughs> it, I mean, when the guy knows you've done the murders, he doesn't. The guy at that seems point. like a pretty good thing to do. Ah, you've played Among Us before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if someone knows you're the imposter, kill them. <laughs> if someone's confirmed innocent, kill them. So she ties him to a chair, and then <laughs> in the most frankly hilarious part of this story which is supposed to be horrifying which i guess it is she dangles a random piece of flesh or a spine or something in front intestine. of uh, intestine okay could have been anything that was fleshy and dangly uh in front of him and says look here's a piece of your friend do you want to say goodbye <laughs> like, what the fuck is this no mike they'll be they'll be together forever because he's just eaten him yes and then like, oh, it's okay. You clearly finish saying your goodbyes. Puts it in a blender. <laughs> and then he uses it as paint. Yes. In fairness, as I picked up in my second <laughs> review, they do actually foreshadow the whole, like, she uses yes. that to paint. Because she talks about how she likes painting using components. In D- the sure. Like, one everything... conversation they have about art. Everything is foreshadowed if you're dumb enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? Wow. <laughs> like everything about this is okay it feels like they made a load of ass pulls and they thought right i gotta set these ass pulls up for later <laughs> basically and with the intestines you could actually argue that it's literally a... okay <clears throat> no i'm not giving you anything for that one. <laughs> you laughed i'll take it and uh, there's a moment which i did find quite funny which i don't know if it was meant to be or not it might it might have been meant to be like a gotcha moment where she says, like, what shall I paint next? I know, I'm painting with blood and drinking blood. I'll paint a vampire. And then the main the protagonist just laughs at her, like, yeah, you clearly don't understand art at all. <laughs> Being literal is not the same as interpretation. <laughs> and I thought that was maybe funny, because it's like every person who doesn't know anything about art trying to be artistic. Like, I, I, I took a picture of a bird. That means freedom. It's like, okay. <laughs> you clearly don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know if that was meant to be funny, or... Nah, I think that was more meant to tie into his whole, you're not, you're not, uh, you're just a monster. Sorry, you're not a monster, sorry. You're just a crazy person. Here's <laughs> sure. the real monster, as there she is. Spider Girl's magically come back after having lost been sin, being beaten the F up by him. Oh yeah, because at one point he thinks she's responsible and beats the shit out of her, even though he's like, he you're a monster. justifiably thinks he's responsible. Okay, sure, but what's not justifiable is the way he talks about it while he's doing it, because he's like, sure. 
you're a monster. I'm beating you up because you killed people. And he thinks she killed his friend at that point. Yeah, that's what sends him over the deep end, basically. Sure, but then while he's doing it, he also talks about every time I punch you, it's like a dagger in my heart because I love you. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is weird, man. Yeah, and it's quite... Like, I, I don't know if it's to its credit or not, but this this doesn't have a problem showing like those kind of brutal things. Like I think the first time you punch you so is quite graphic. It's like, whoa, yeah. Jesus. This is this is very graphic. I wouldn't say it's on the level of other things we've no, read. It's not like Pooper, no. where it's just seas yeah. of gore. But, uh... Yeah, and it's not like um hentai where it's like heavily detailed visceral yeah. intestines and what have you. What kind of hentai have you been reading, Mike? The one for this show and nothing else, because I'm a I'm a good Christian boy. <laughs> I I doubt. <laughs> well, rude. Am I wrong? I I don't think that's relevant to the conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like some of the stuff we have read. It's kind of like a middle between these things. It's not super detailed. It's not super messy. It's just kind of there, but it is graphic, and it's yeah, it's just weird the disjointed nature of this. Where it's kind of on the one part doing a relationship story with this protagonist and his girlfriend, and also the protagonist and this ghost spider monster that lives in his house, and also him and doing like a whodunit mystery story and hunting a serial killer. When you say these things in isolation, this sounds like it could be a good series, Mike. It it does, yeah. But the fact that they are all together, and also something about it, it very much does feel like the author doesn't know shit about like art. I don't mean like from a drawing, like actually physical perspective. I mean from like a theoretical and interpretive uh, perspective, because they're constantly talking about like the feelings and thoughts and emotions and motivations I mean, in behind fairness. art. These are people in, a, in an art college. So, well, not the protagonist, but the two artists. Both sure. So, you think... so, I can entirely believe that they don't have a clue what art is. Yeah, fair enough. It really does read like someone who is talking about it without really knowing about it. But again, that could just be down to trans- mistranslation. Well, it's because, like, uh, one of our first, well, one of the times we see Toto and, like, how Toto and, sorry, so Toto is the first psychotic artist and then Kyoko is girlfriend mate. It's like mm-hmm. they meet after he's randomly crushed someone with a crane in the name of art yeah like ah this one failed and i'm like what what was success here like what were you (laughs) hoping would happen just want to feel alive he's trying to study the medium of death or something like that i i I guess but it's just weird (laughs) i I don't think what constitutes success really mattered here sean that sure sure it's just like I I don't get what his plan was of how he was never going to be caught by this. It's like ah, oh, kill a guy with a crane, nothing will go wrong. He thought that he was being protected by the maiden in black or whatever. No, well, not at that they point. Met at that point. <laughs> not at that point. Nope. <laughs> at that point, he was just thinking. At that point, I'll kill a guy. Someone walks in on it, and instead of going, "Oh shit, someone's seen me kill," he just has a normal conversation. And he just happens to get so lucky that she's also <laughs> crazy and loves seeing pe- abnormal people because she's sick of her past where people are like, yeah, there's the good girl, Kyoko. Woo! What an yeah. honest student. It's really hard to pick out a coherent thing to talk about in this because the whole thing is incoherent. 
at the yeah. best of times. It does jump from plot point to plot point so fucking fast. You know what? We haven't said it in a while. I'm going to say it. it. It gave me whiplash. There it is. It's, it's a narrative whiplash. What's, what's, right this, what's this we business? <laughs> we haven't said it in a while. Collectively. <laughs> the problem there is you can remove two of us, and that's still true. Uh, Sean says it sometimes. I mean, I say it more to reference you saying it. I th- honestly, I think you can go back in this show, and I think you're the first person to say it. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. It's your catchphrase. <laughs> I have many of those. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's very, very rough to read. And I don't mean that it's hard to read, because it's really not. The thing's pretty short as well. Like, it, it, you can easily, even if you're not a seasoned manga reader like the three of us, you can knock this thing out in like two hours that the amount we read easily i will say not but it's not really relevant to the discussion of this manga per se but for whatever reason the totally legit site that we read this on has split half the most of the chapters into three for some reason nothing to do with the site that's just down to the scan meters sure whatever either way the, the point is so it's like chapters seem quick but in reality that's because three chapters on the totally legit site actually make up one real chapter that doesn't matter even with that they're sure. all pretty short i just say that does help to like but it, ironically in this case that helped to speed me through it because it's like mm-hmm. oh there's only like 15 pages in this chapter done next yeah like it, the whole thing is painlessly forgivably short let's put it that way because it is it's so hard to read because it's so dumb but also masquerading as smart to the point where it genuinely seems to think it's smart, and it's clearly not. I, I want to comment on that one specifically. Right. Because I did mention this, like, I'm, I'm going to say, the, the twist reveal when the girlfriend's revealing she's part of this series of murders, uh-huh. and how the uh, main character's like, oh my god, it's all so obvious now. Sure. And the thing is, in his monologue, he's just like, I've been outsmarted and outplayed. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like, mate, mate you've, th- there was no outsmarting there. <laughs> you've been outdumbed, maybe. <laughs> Gonna, th- there was nothing smart here. Absolutely not. There's, there's no because that's the thing. I, I mentioned a bunch of things that come into this. One of them is like the murderer, serial killer, who done it thing. There's, there's none of that. It's, it's not like last episode we actually had like investigation involved it was stupid because they didn't involve the police but they actually investigated they tried they had twists and turns and who could it be it could be you it could be you, could be you. Twists and turns. my point is they actually they tried they failed but they tried sure. in this it was it's not me okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah that's the, so at the top i described this as a horror mystery and i feel those are the two most prominent genres so- but let's be blunt here there's not exactly much of a mystery, and it's not really a horror. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you keep saying it's a whodunit. I kind of, I don't think I would call it a whodunit. No, I, I absolutely wouldn't, but I think that's what they tried to do. Um, I don't know. Like, it tries to paint up a who's doing the killing. Is it the spider? Well, it's probably the spider, but you yes. know. How's it being done? What's happening? Oh, it's this guy. Yeah, like that, that's the... I. I appreciate, in a very literal sense, it is a whodunit because it's like, ah, oh, who's doing all these killings? Yeah. Uh, but it's not really like a proper mystery or anything. It's just 
It's like, nah, there's some killings going on. It's this and like, person. You gotta bear in mind that this whole thing started as dude was being haunted by spider webs in his apartment. Yeah, like at the start, it actually has a plot. And yeah, it it's is... actually a it's actually a to give it credit, it's actually a very strong start. Like the first chapter or two is the spider webs and the encroaching shadows and that's pretty creepy stuff. I want to uh, bring up another gripe. Uh-huh. And to be fair, this isn't specific to this manga. Uh-huh. To do the fucking annoying thing of where they show you the ending at the start. <laughs> yeah. That, that's oh, it. that's that's just, cla- just like that's it. not that's a classic Japan. I don't know why. Like the amount of times it's, it's not even anime. Japan. It's just generally a storytelling thing. It's like no, please, please don't. Just the two weeks earlier kind of thing. Yeah, the thing they actually why take the piss out of. Ten minutes ago, when you were still alive. <laughs> Yeah. The amount of times, like, when I was doing first episode anime impressions way back, where they'd be like, now let's flash forward to, like, when this series is cool, and now back to the start, and I'm like, can we go back to when the series was cool? <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> I don't need to see Origin Story 90,000. The whole flashback to where it all began is such a trope that community takes the piss out of it. So they're all just sitting around the table, as they do, and Abba just sits there saying, Two weeks earlier. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, if we were doing it, if we were doing an episode of something, this is the point we'd flash back to two weeks earlier. <laughs> like, all right. And then, of course, two weeks later, something happens because that's the show. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a trope, and it can be annoying if not used properly. I don't mind it so much, but uh, if used properly, <sighs> it can be very, very good. This thing, I don't mind it if it's used properly. The problem is, it's rarely used properly. Yeah, it's, it's rarely like... used properly. In this case, it's like, oh no, what a fool I've been. Please, just kill me already. <laughs> Wait, it, was, that, was that the story, or was that you reading the story? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> but it's just like, oh yeah, I had bad feelings. Then it's like, oh yeah, here are some plot points, some of which we've already covered. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, but how did we get here? <laughs> it's like, alright, but could we not just cut out those first few pages and just be like well this is fucking weird Guy's being haunted by a spider girl and she keeps on macking on him for some reason uh, again how horrifying truly how, how horrifying because like, yeah. I don't know if we've been clear about this while the macking is happening she doesn't look like a giant spider just looks well, like no, she looks like standard girl. anime horror girl in that she's in schoolgirl clothing has long black hair black okay, but, yeah, but while she doesn't look like a giant spider, he does occasionally see a giant spider over her. Oh yeah, he he knows that's what she is. Yes, like he he straight up knows he's macking on a giant spider. Yeah, but doesn't Which, look like one. Quite frankly, it's the weirdest part of this whole thing. <laughs> she is injecting something into his blood when she's sucking in, which I'm gonna guess ties into the fact he seems to have lost his sense of taste. That or he's got COVID. One of the two. <laughs> I genuinely thought the loss of sense of taste. I thought that was part of the metaphor because. Every time they mention it, like loss of a sense of taste, like the world going grey kind of thing, like someone with like deep depression, they often experience stuff like that. Like I just don't care kind of thing. And so much so I don't taste anything. I thought that's exactly where they were going with that. In fairness, it could be. <laughs> no, it can't. Uh, my, I can't. Because here's a fun fact. I accidentally read one chapter too far. Oh. And uh, it's, yeah, I, I, I believe me. I stopped myself when I realized. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah in that one chapter after so chapter uh, volume three chapter one outright proves that the monster is actually there she's actually real it's not a metaphor and it's she actually exists so not a metaphor just actual monster girl okay but how does that prove his losing his sense of taste isn't just depression i mean okay no it doesn't prove that as such but it proves that every if you it proves that she she exists and she is physically doing something she to is him. physically there and oh, she's, she's not physically doing something to him all right yeah but she's not <laughs> but yeah she's she is not a metaphor she is physically there like she's not a metaphor in the metaphysical sense she is physically present in this scene therefore it would make sense that the stuff that goes along with her existence is also physically explainable by her and is not therefore a metaphysical idea it manifested as her in other words saying the fact that she's real kind of throws out the window anything you would intelligently think she is a representative of unless you give this thing more credit than you're willing to no, Which I'm good. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, here's. So then you've you've read ahead, Mike. Like, One uh, chapter, yes. You've you've read ahead. You're clearly invested. So <laughs> here's the thing. I had the other thing I had an issue with. So we get. So as I mentioned at the start, there's five volumes of this currently, and it's ongoing. However, yep. as of where we finish at the end of volume two, I was like, we're we're pretty much done here, aren't we? It's going to have a fight, and then it's going to wind down. <laughs> yep, it it seems pretty wrapped up at this point. I don't see what is left to like. I don't know if Phil's actually actively reading this one or not, but I don't <laughs> see what's left to go. Yeah, it does feel, for what little coherence it has, it does feel pretty wrapped up by the end of what we read. So yeah, I don't know if it could. Well, okay, I know it absolutely can. Well, it keep does because it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the only way it can keep going is if it does yet more ass pulls because they've got no more narrative threads to pull. They've absolutely. got no more threads. They've killed off every character or revealed their murderers. So the yeah. only thing I can think of is that the main character dies as well, and we just pick up with a whole new set of characters. Just a whole new story, midway through. Uh, yeah, I could. There is some precedent for that and that working. In so much as, like, you then pick up with new characters that are connected to the old ones, not literally, but thematically. So the killer gets away and starts murdering people, but the killer is no longer the focus. You focus on these different group of people that are being murdered by the same killer, kind of thing. Like it's hmm. it, it's doable, and that's the oh, only man, way I can see just like the series last time, like Sabasa. <laughs> just like Subasa, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like I'm not saying it's a good idea because none of this is a good idea, frankly. Okay, that's actually not true. Lots of good ideas, terrible execution. No pun intended. Because, yeah, there's there's no connective tissue whatsoever here. Randomly jumps from point to point, and I don't know why they chose to write it that way. If they wrote it at all and didn't just start drawing and then figure that part out on the way separate writer and artist for this like that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be disjointed or anything it's just it genuinely feels like at least one of them is making up as they go along and the other's being dragged along for the ride oh I, it, undoubtedly like oh. someone like the writer just 
wrote something as uh, as soon as it entered their brain and the, the artist's like all right man or the artist <laughs> just drew a load of panels and you're like and the right sitting and thinking how the fuck <laughs> you know the way i see it is they've got like a list of plot beats like they're like yeah i want to do this i want to do this i'd be cool if this happened this happened and they're like great I mean, they've just treated it like a checklist and gone, that one's done, next, that one's done, next. Maybe it's an example of what me and some friends like to call the clumsy secretary, where you, we actually did this in reference to Magic the Gathering cards, where they've, um, the designers have gotten all of the cards and stuff, they've got balanced on a table, exactly how they want them, and then a clumsy secretary walks in, knocks the table over, and then puts them back together as best they can. So in this instance, the they the writer has uh, the writer has put all the plot points in this exact perfect order, perfectly coherent narrative and everything like that. They walk out of the room, the clumsy secretary comes in and knocks the whole thing over and just rearranges them randomly and thinks they nailed it. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> maybe this is maybe this is them putting all of their plot points or their story beats on a dartboard and throwing darts and they're just terrible at darts. They missed the board half the time. I don't know. I just know what we got is very, very, very bad. Yeah. Very bad. <laughs> it's not insultingly bad is the worst part, you know? Like, you don't sit there <laughs> thinking, oh, this makes me angry. It, you just sit there going like, but why though? <laughs> the only times I really got genuinely like, ah, what the hell? Uh, like, annoyed at it is literally the times where his, his essentially redemption both times when he's confronted with these, these murderers is I, I mentioned it earlier you're not a, you're not really monsters i've known that hell and it's just like but but you haven't like these you really these, are, yeah. these are clearly more psychotic and more monster like they, they are more dangerous at this point in time yes or at yeah. any point in time <laughs> the closest the spider gets to date being dangerous is that he runs out of food in the fridge he's like i need to go and get food and there's a bit of like i don't know what you mean i'm going to get food now and then he walks out of the apartment yeah. yeah like yeah the the worst thing the spider does to him is scares him a bit like just through like creepy encroaching darkness what have you and also bites him and drains some of his blood which sounds horribly horrible and graphic but he really is no worse for wear after it it's it it doesn't even i was going to say it doesn't register any more than a paper cut it doesn't even register that much honestly paper cuts hurt there is no indication that he's being hurt by this in any way no harm is coming to him. It's a minor inconvenience at most. And so to call that the real hell is a bit insulting. To be fair, we also know she somehow controls him at times. How so? Because like he can't run away. He's like, no, she's doing something to make me control. It's more prevalent at the start. She has some control over his free will and his ability to move. So there's like, at the start, he's trying to leave, but it's either there's a mental block or essentially she pulls him back with I'm gonna go with invisible spider string, because why not? That's a spider trap. Sure, sure, why not? It's a good explanation as any. That's the thing, because that's in those first two chapters, because that stuff's gradually encroaching. Like now he's getting caught in the spider's web, stuff's happening. He can't even really leave his house because he can't get rid of her because she magically just reappears back in his room. And then yeah, it just it gives up on that and just lets him go after yeah. a while. I mean, they give up on the whole spider monster thing entirely. Yeah, she really. essentially vanishes no. after volume. Like, a, a, like they have the confrontation where he beats her up and she keeps kissing him and making out with him while that's going on. She's mm-hmm. very, 
very it, weird. It's somebody's me. fetish, yeah. Yeah, and then she, it's like she comes to a moment of acceptance and vanishes, and then, yeah, you don't see her again until the end of Volume 2, where he essentially calls out for help, and she answers. It's like, I don't want to... Is, is he the abusive partner in this relationship? <laughs> She's just trying to do what she needs to do to survive. He's the one being an asshole and demanding she help in the worst moments. Oh no. I don't like this at all. There's clearly more to her than we know at this point, but you know. Sure. Uh, I don't... I think we will be told more about her in future volumes. It's just, I don't think it'll be satisfying. The, the one thing yeah. I would say is, with the exception of when she just straight up vanishes for, I'm going to say a volume, because I don't remember when it was. I'm pretty sure it's a, a volume. volume. Yeah. A yeah. bad volume, sure. But there is still sort of the effect, even when he leaves, because the whole point is he leaves, bumps into his friend, they're like, oh yeah, come over to my place. We'll, we'll just like chat for the night everyone's been noting how he's been really weird and he's not been attending university and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then he wakes up in the middle of the night, sees her, and he's like, no, no, please, I'll go back right away. Ah. And then does. So, he like, while, while he has been allowed to leave the apartment, he believes he is still trapped at that point because she's following him and he thinks she's displeased with him. And make no Let's mistake, if any one of the narrative threads this thing pulls was expanded out into an actual story on its own without the rest of it weighing it down, you could actually come out with a very good story, stupidity notwithstanding. Like, the whole idea of this spider monster ghost girl effectively mentally and physically trapping this person in his house and slowly draining his sanity as well as his actual life force and watching his life degrade around him and stuff. That sounds like a fantastic story. But they don't commit. In fact, they don't commit to any story in this. It's just, they just, as soon as they get anywhere close to an actual good plot, they jump ship and they're like, no, we're talking about serial killers now. No, we're talking about art now. But why, though? You were, you were talking about a spider thing. You were talking about Spider Girl macking on guys. God, yeah, like it's How weird, but fap to this otherwise. Like I mean, it's what? weird, but it's weird, but it's a story. It's, a story, it's yeah. an interesting dichotomy of like she's making out with him, but can't leave, and oh, she's a bit terrifying. yeah, like she like he hates it, but he can't go anywhere, and he kind of starts to like it, and now we're just doing pooper again. But besides, <laughs> um, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say it. Poopers there is cannibalism. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Poopers are way best. In fact, most of the things we read are a better story than this. But I would, I would argue that with the cannibalism, he didn't know he was being a cannibal. <laughs> True. She was like, "Hey, how did you like eating your friend?" And he was like, "What? Do you... Oh my god, you fed me, my friend." Yes, over I mean, quick. it's his. It's his own I, fault. Well, he asked. He said, well, "You could make whatever." So she did. <laughs> she, she did. She actually says something to that effect. I'm pretty sure, like the most annoying thing you can say when I yeah. do this is, and I know people who entirely think that. So no, I I agree. That's, like, that's fine. Like, I get yeah, that. I'm easy. Like, <laughs> to be fair, that does also have one of my favorite lines of the whole thing, where he and this is like after things are coming down because they think the killer's been caught and all that, and they're like, ah. Oh, and it's like, ah, oh, what, what do you want me to make for you? And she's like, you can cook. And it's like, I can, hmm. I can kill you now, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's fine. <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I could. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, this thing is so bad and disjointed that it is unintentionally funny quite a lot of the time. And that one's an intentional laugh. I'll give it that one. No, I, I won't. <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't think this thing is smart enough to make you laugh on purpose. Ah, uh, dear. Something Phil said earlier did also remind me of one other weird, annoying thing I have with this. So one of the right. things we learn right at the end of Volume 2 is the reason um, Kyoko even goes out with Ray to begin with is she's very attracted to kind of abnormal people, as it were. And at the point yeah. she bumps into Ray, for whatever reason, Ray seems to have be at a very low point. And this is before the spider comes into his life. Yeah, this is like right at the start of university, I think. Yeah. For whatever reason, he's at a real low point. And she's like, yeah, I love depressed people or, or people who aren't just happy, smiling idiots. I'll go out with him. And then, so they go out, and that kind of obviously ends up cheering him up. So he gradually, like, builds up, and he, because he then also makes the friend off screen with Junya. And so he's now becoming more of a, like, a happy, normal person. So she's now likes that less and less. That's all fine. And then she goes on to go and hang out with Toto. But then the whole shit happens with Ray then going, you know, back into this hell with the spider girl infecting her. And she doesn't ever seem to pick up on the fact that her friend is now. Or seem to acknowledge that, oh my god, my friend's feeling like shit again. This pleases me. Like, that just never she happens. She seem to notice. She notices it, but it's never like, oh man, now I'm more attracted to you than ever because you feel I like mean, shit. I mean, she does straight up try to bang him at one point, and he's like, no, no, I can't. Because Spider-Girl is right behind Yeah, him. that yeah. but that whole thing is played off as like an actual moment of relationship drama talking about only doing sexy stuff when you're both emotionally invested and ready and stuff like that yeah for for, just for the sake of listeners at that point they've been going out a whole month one whole month and it would be scandalous to uh yeah it's like it's a whole 45 days too long before you start banging in my opinion but Uh, it's a whole marriage too soon mike (laughs) one marriage too soon yes I mean, they are. They also do hold hands at one point, which is pretty scandalous. Oh, blasphemous. They kiss, Mike. We see full-on macking between him and oh. his girlfriend as well. Oh. What, the spider? Oh. No. <laughs> hey, oh. spider, the spider got more action than the girlfriend. <laughs> yep. Got inside him more. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah. But that, that's where I thought they were going with that. And, uh... No, no, just... Although, that, that is very much uh, buffeted somewhat by the fact that he tries to explain, no, no, I want to do you, but there's a spider ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Which I gotta say, if someone pulled out that excuse on me, I'd be, I would sit down and say, go on. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, if someone pulled that excuse on me, I'd be like, alright, we're seeing other people now. <laughs> <laughs> we're into fundamentally different people. <laughs> like, you, you don't want to bang, that's cool. Don't don't be making up spider ghost ladies. Oh no, I I would be. Don't, don't be insulting my intelligence like that. No, I I would be like, go on, spin me a yarn. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me all about this spider ghost lady. You you've got me in your web. As everyone knows, puns are best when you're about to have sex. That's that's the best. Uh, some people, um, I... yeah. <laughs> Well, I've learned more than I want to about YouTube. <laughs> In the bedroom, I'm into punishment. Huh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> is, is that how you start the foreplay, Mike? 
<laughs> yes. And end and during. It's mostly just me and partner just <laughs> saying puns back and forth all night. <laughs> I I don't okay. That okay. <laughs> Where do we go from there? I I I am frantically looking for my notes for something else to talk about. <laughs> I'm I'm not helping you on this one. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I say so anything else they want to say about the art? Um I mean it's alright. Right. I yeah. disliked it. You you disliked it. I disliked it, yeah. I feel like it's the first time I can legitimately say for a while that um I got face blindness in this. Because I did legitimately How? confuse the, the uncle uh, character the with uncle. the protagonist. And even outside that, the art is just so, like, stereotypical. Generic. Generic, yeah. Just, like, everyone looks like generic character. Like, the part of when we say the best friend is crazy generic and you can just lift him out does very much bleed into his art. He looks like what you would assume the anime best friend looks like. I was like. going to say, he is the generic anime best friend. Blonde, yeah, characters do all look like how you would expect them. As a, as we Spider Girl looks like standard horror girl. Uh, the murderer looks like standard artist Murder. killer murderer. Girlfriend type. looks like standard girlfriend. Girlfriend character. looks like standard girlfriend. At least she gets some effort put into her costumes. I guess like she I looks guess. cute, and that's about the nicest I can say. I so I don't like the art because while the art is competent, like it doesn't look out of proportion or bad or anything. It's all just. It a lot like with their artist talk, their art talk. It it seems very like it's got a very lack of vision involved. It's it it doesn't feel unique. It doesn't feel like they put effort into giving these characters life beyond this is what the role they're supposed to be filling is. Even the standard artist psycho killer weirdo, he looks exactly like you think he does. Like I'm not even gonna need to describe it. I you already know what he looks like. Because he looks so generic, and the evil characters are obviously evil. Let's put it that Maybe way. Maybe the artist saw the script and were like, well, there's no point putting effort in. He'll be dead in two chapters. <laughs> Maybe, but it's... Yeah, I dislike the art just because while it is competent, it's boring. Like, it's boring. Yeah. It, it's so standard. And you could take this exact same art and put it in a number of different manga and it would make equal amounts of sense and that's not okay i mean i i feel that they do the psycho faces quite well but we've also had a bunch of other series of psycho mm -hmm. faces that they've done that quite well so, better as well yeah that's fair the, the art is just fine yeah it's nothing stand out it's not bad it's just fine I say it's not bad, but by can I don't think barely anything we've read has got bad art per se. So by that standard, it's no. probably like one of the no. But this thing, I would also say most of the stuff we read, the art is as a baseline fine. I think this is why I'm coming down a bit more harsh on it yeah. because I'm starting to get tired of the standard. And when you've read a hundred manga or something, and they all look exactly the same, it's like all right, come on, like it's black and white. I get it, but you got to stand out more than that. Okay, I'll, I'll give it some credit on the art. It's really good at drawing spiders. <laughs> sure. Isn't it? They barely appear. Yeah, they but do when barely they do. Appear, but when they do appear, 
They do look like spiders. There, there is no confusion. That is a motherfucking spider. <laughs> I yeah. sure, but we did so I'm a spider so uh, a while back. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the character <laughs> that is realistically proportioned or anything, but you know, hmm. there's so much more you can do with a spider than just here's a bog standard spider. It's sure there is, but I mean, just just look at like. Yeah, I trust this artist to be able to draw an anatomically correct spider. Decent pretty decent looking spider it's quite detailed yeah this is what i'm saying like there's nothing wrong with the art nothing wrong with it it's just it's it's all so standard yeah <laughs> and like yes i i perfectly i perfectly trust this artist to draw an anatomically correct spider anatomically correct anything but it just feels like it lacks imagination at points and i say this as a person who cannot draw i have absolutely no idea oh let's let's be real here like the three of us are all terrible artists like yeah arguably i'm the best and i'm shit so there (laughs) you go i have no idea what it takes to get to the level of skill that is portrayed here and i'm not mocking that i'm just use some imagination make it something different put that make a, a different hairstyle for once you know just something that isn't what you'd find everywhere else is all I, I ask. The problem there is when you start saying, oh, do a different hairstyle, then you start to lose some, and this is going to sound daft, realism. Realism. <laughs> sure. Sure. Because who the fuck walks around with twin drills and 50 braids and. I'm not. I'm people not saying... who murder people, fell. <laughs> no, even they don't, Sean. Murderers, surprisingly enough, look pretty Also, normal. they're at uni. I can believe there'd be some crazy people. Normal. I'm also not saying it needs to be like crazy, wacky, standoutish. It just needs to be something other than your standard protagonist spiky hair. Give one of them a nose ring. There you go. It's like, I want to see some Yu-Gi-Oh hair in this is all I'm saying. <laughs> you also have to remember this is set in Japan, but any of those kind of things would be scandalous. It would be scandalous, that is. I, I, as opposed to murder? Yeah, that's, yeah. Yes. Murder's one thing, but... <laughs> Oh, a Damn. nose ring. Dye <laughs> your hair. Get off. Yes. Don't you dare come in with a tattoo, you murderer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm competent, but boring is pretty much what I can say about the art. I just, I, I also find it very difficult to compliment much about this without also saying, yeah, but it's also bad, or yeah, they also ruin it. <laughs> yeah. It just, this, this thing just, it doesn't endear yourself as a reader whatsoever. Because, yeah, it's so hard to get emotionally connected to anything in this. Because you just think, well, if it's not going to make sense in three pages, why do I give a fuck? That's the thing. You get invested at first, then it pulls the rug out from you, and then it proceeds to keep doing that. And you're like, okay, I just won't care about anything. Yeah, very much so. Although it's this character. They'll be dead in two chapters. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say it's just... It doesn't give you any reason to get emotionally invested. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a weird I, thing I would about argue this. the character we are probably most emotionally invested in is the Spider Girl. <laughs> probably, yeah. Because she's been wrongfully accused of something, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and beaten up for being a yeah. monster. Yeah. We don't know shit about her apart from she terrorizes this guy a little bit and sometimes sucks, his sucks things out of him, yeah. Oh, things are not just blood. Well, Mike. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I what fully believe that extra chapter you read. <laughs> to, to be clear, we're never shown that kind of thing. In this. We aren't, but I fully believe that happens 
She's a vampire spider, Mike, not a succubus. God. As far as we're aware, it only goes as far as Mackin. As far as we see, yes. As far as we see. At no point is it implied to have gone further than that. Sure, sure. But it's, yeah. I could believe it will go further than that. Yeah, it, it does heavily imply that she becomes kind of like a live-in girlfriend for him. Yes. Which is, again, weird, but its own separate story they choose not to tell. So, yeah, that's just another thing that you kind of you find it hard to get connected to because... Maybe it's common. Maybe they've got to establish, Maybe. no, she's not a monster. She's a caring spider there's, ghost lady. There's three more volumes of this. Something's got to keep coming. In fact, I, I suspect that's where they might be going with this. Like, the whole murder thing gets resolved and then it turns into a relationship piece about <laughs> him and this spider girl. Especially because the girlfriend's out of the picture at that point. There's nowhere else for it to go because they've again they've offed everyone else. <laughs> I will say I have read further ahead. I okay. do actually know where it goes. Okay. I, I'm not gonna say because obviously we only talk about two volumes, but of course. I, I will say stuff ties together a bit. In a good way? Uh that depends on your perspective, but I'm gonna say you'll say no. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with no. No is my default. That's just my default position on everything. Mike Should is I? a no-but guy. Well, basically, it, it... I don't want to say it changes the story. I think it's it finally gets to the story it wants to tell, but it has to set these bits up, if that makes sense. So you're it telling does. me that all the shit that happens here is relevant to the story that goes on. It's not just you could take the first three chapters, say cut out this entire arc about serial killers and such, and then just be like, oh, his girlfriend vanished, that's weird. Right, on with the story. I mean, you could probably cut out the serial killer part, from what I read. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah the, the may, maybe it ties in a bit more I later on. I was going to throw out a theory as to what happens, and then I realised I don't care. Sure. So, Reasonable. Yeah. To be fair, I will say one thing I do vaguely remember happening as well is... Not much further on from where we read, and this isn't really a major spoiler, so I don't mind saying this. The uncle is having a conversation with Ray, the main character. Oh, that's true. He's the one character who isn't dead yet. Okay. Sure, yes. That we know of. <laughs> Give it time. Like <laughs> a chapter. But yes, the talking, because it's after all this current stuff is resolved, I believe. And mm-hmm. it's basically just like, are you sane? Are you all there? You, you seem a bit crazy. Do you need help? I don't know why you'd be crazy, you know, what with the hand life's dealt you and me being the world's shittest What with your brother being murdered in front of you, which we've not even talked about, because irrelevant, but sure, yeah. your brother being murdered, your friend being murdered, your girlfriend being a murderer who murdered your best friend, your girlfriend kidnapping you and trying to murder you. Your girlfriend blending your best friend in front of you and being like, hey, do you want to sit? Girlfriend feeding you your best friend's intestine. Watching your girlfriend blend up your best friend and use them as paint. Yeah. Yeah, um, this is a phrase that uh, Linkara, one of your internet viewer dudes who does comic books, um, he is the thing he says that, uh, usually in reference to Peter Parker, saying that this person is a psychic madness for tragedy. <laughs> so he just attracts these things towards him. I mean, psychic magnet. I did say magnet. I thought you said madness. It did sound Um, a bit like madness. I meant to say magnet if I did say madness. 
psychic magnet for tragedy. Yes, he he attracts tragedy, as it were. Yeah, which is just like everything bad happens to this guy. What the fuck? <laughs> like, why? He's the new Job. Maybe maybe that's the story we're being told all along, Mike. Maybe, maybe. it's just why this guy is just surrounded by death and tragedy. Spider Girls. It's always Spider the Girls. Spider, Spider Girls just symptom, Mike. <gasps> but what is the cause? Wait. Wait, maybe he wait. was the murderer all a lot. Wait, no, 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 no. wait, 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 wait. I, I don't care. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh oh. Just flashbacks to that Yu-Gi-Oh bridge. I can't remember which ending it is, but where Marek's just giving away his plot and it just zooms in on Bakura and he's like, "I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, uh, nothing about these first two volumes has endeared me towards caring about the future whatsoever. <laughs> Oh Fair. yeah, no, yeah. If it wasn't for redo, I would say like which wins by default. This is the worst <laughs> thing we've done this year. I, I wouldn't. It's not offensively bad though. It's just, it's just not no, good. Okay, I don't, I don't have the list in front of me to say that for definite. Like the 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 phrase I'm going to leave this one on, and this really is my final thought, is like this thing has a distinct lack of good. It's not like so bad that it's that it's laughable or insulting. It just has no good in it. It's just not well made whatsoever. See, I think the thing for me is I I still think Subasa is worse because just it's the shit dumb fucking police. <laughs> no, you see, that's to me that's funny. Like that no. gives it points in of itself because it's like like why you're so dumb? Why are you so dumb? Stop being dumb. Whereas this is just like, eh. Shit's happening, I guess. I mean, stuff does happen in this. It's got that point. This thing, like, I, I wouldn't say this is... I would not say this is good by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. A distinct lack of good, yes. I, I wouldn't say it's terrible. Yeah. I'd say it's... It's alright. Like, okay. this did not insult me, but... I, this thing, I'm, like, I, I appreciate it's got problems. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. It's got problems, full stop. Well, like, Sabasa no had problems. Yeah, yeah, that is a problem. There was no butts. <laughs> there was no butts. Like, where, where are all the spider booty at? Like, but like, uh Sabasa was just dumb on top of dumb on top of. Call the fucking police. At least with a plot this bad, you could do the decent thing and put porn in it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because at least then you're like, oh, the plot's terrible. Look how funny porno plot it is. Now let's get to banging. But you complained about that in, like, Pooper and Hentai when they went down those paths. Yeah, I know, but those actually had coherent narratives. Oh, dear. Well, there we go, then, I guess. Does anyone, anyone else got any points they want to raise, or shall we go to our usual conclusion? No, I'm, I'm done with this. You forever. are done. <laughs> well, in that case, Mike... I'll uh, make you not done by asking you, would you read more, buy it if it came out? And usually I say watch more, but I don't think this will ever get an anime or anything like that. So uh, instead I'll ask... Bold statement. I know, right? Instead I'll ask, because they do have some similarities in tone and plot, uh, this or Tsubasa? Uh, Tsubasa, definitely, because Tsubasa I can laugh at. This is bad. I'm not going back to it in any format. Um, I'm not going back to Subasa either, granted. But yeah, I think actually, I'm in this weird place with this where 
if we only read one volume for this show, I would probably say I'm intrigued and will read more. I'd be hideously disappointed by the second volume that being done. But the first volume has like a lot of decent setup and has lots of decent bones of a, of a, a good structured story. But it doesn't really commit to any ideas. I can't remember which one it was in the past that I, I said something similar with. Where it's like, there's all these ideas, they don't commit to them. And that's very much the same here. It's just so disjointed and so poorly told. And the character motivations are all over the map if they even have them to begin with. It's weirdly unique ideas with weirdly standard execution. There's no mystery. There's not even a lot of horror. There's a few creepy parts early on, but then it just exists at that point. It just turns into standard fucking story. I just, I have no connection to this. I'm done forever. If I had to read one of the others, Subasa wins by a, a country mile, as they say. It's this, at least that was funny and how dumb it was. This isn't dumb. This is competently made. It's just, it's competently incompetent in its storytelling. And yeah, not for me. And frankly, if you're a horror fan, I'm going to go ahead and say this one's not for you either. I think the only person it is for is people who want to look at weirdly anatomically correct spiders in manga. And that's about it. Even then, I would say no. <laughs> yeah. You get, you get like one in the two volumes. It's read. not worth it on... It's not worth your time. It's not worth your money. <sighs> Do better. That's all I can say. Yeah, Junji Ito, this ain't. Uh, <laughs> no. no. Whatever the opposite of Junji Ito is. This. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, I am pretty much in a similar boat to Mike. As I opened the show with, it's shit. <laughs> the pacing is just so weird and all over the place. It tries to portray this scary monster and does start the setup for that initially in those first few chapters before just giving up on that completely and going off on a completely different tangent the art it's fine it does some things well like the viscera and the psychotic expressions but i'm hardly gonna it's hardly buy worthy especially compared to some of the artwork we've seen in over the past year and a half or so of doing this stuff again there's a few good writing bits i did like the reveal of kyoko being the second half of the crazy killers that was seeded and well revealed sure but like it's like one or two gems amongst the sea of shit, and I'm far uh, nah. Like it fails to be a horror, it fails to be a mystery, it fails to tell a story. Between this and Subasa, yeah, I'd pick. Even though Subasa had like massive problems, but I don't think the author was particularly great at realizing the story they wanted to tell. I'd still probably go back to that. I mean, to be fair, my choice would be to go back to Pooper and Hentai, which I think are both better than the either of these two but yeah no don't don't read more i'm not gonna and i did recommend you don't because you'll just be frustrated and annoyed much like me and mike have been mm -hmm. so phil we go to you because you'll be the most positive to uh to end on i are you up to date with this or are you have you stopped somewhere at the moment i don't know you don't know i don't think it's five volumes worth in any case that's fine so in that case, I mean, having gone through now through this episode, do you plan on continuing to read more? 
Would you buy it if you came out? And uh, your choice between this and Tsubasa. Would I read more? Uh, maybe. It is one of those things where if it just pops up in my feed, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. I'm not that offended by it. It is no redo of the healer. Mm -hmm. Would I buy? No, I would not buy it. It it is not that good. And this also Bassa, it is it's this. It, I no, Spass was fucking awful. Just call the fucking police. <laughs> so wait, you I, I, I cannot get over that in Subasa. It's just the problem's resolved by just calling <laughs> the police. The whole plot is dependent on them not calling the police, and they don't even address why they can't call the police. True. It's very true. I think the key difference between me and you is I can laugh at that. You can't. <laughs> Things, I, yeah, like, I, I can't laugh at it because it just doesn't give me a reason to laugh at it. It's just like, it's trying to be super serious, like, and I know we're talking about something we've already talked about here, but it's just like, oh, no, lots of murders happening around me. Oh, no, what could I possibly do? It's like, well, you see, <laughs> you could call the police, and then it stops being your problem, because <laughs> the police will investigate. Whereas at least in this, the police have, have been investigating these murders. Admittedly, they've gotten nowhere. Like, yeah, they're inept, but they're trying. But, but at, at, at least the story has given us a reason as to why the police are not going to help in this particular case. And it's like, yeah, great. All of a sudden, I have a reason for these people to run around playing detective. Until, you know, that one part where they run around playing detective when they should have called the police. But, ah, what's one time matter when, you know, it's only your best friend that's died? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, there you go. Uh, <clears throat> Phil's tolerance for bullshit is higher than me and Mike's, and uh, you now know what will happen if these two get paired off against each other in a year-end tournament arc, if we do that again. Sure. Uh, Subasa will somehow go through. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of calling the police, have you heard how criminally good Mike's Twitch streams are? Uh, I, would, I would ask you to not connect my Twitch stream to police calling. Please don't swap me, is all I'm saying. That's why I said the police, not the swap mic. We've, we've seen what you do to those cans. <laughs> you should see what I can do with a character creator. You can find me at twitch.tv slash berserkra B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R You can find me at Twitter at berserkra as well. And uh, I cannot promise I'm doing anything spooky right now, but who knows? Maybe I am. Let's find out. Alternatively, you could just look at Mike's face. Pretty spooky. Well, that's just rude is what that is. Yes, rather. Very offended, which is more of an emotion than this thing elicited from me. So, well done, I guess. You're telling me you weren't offended by this? No, I really, really wasn't. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I wish I was, so I could just feel something. Just want to feel alive. <laughs> You can follow me at Slazo King, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G, on the Twitter. I do tweet occasionally, maybe. Uh, I, there you go. That's, that's my plug. I'm not, I'm not really a Halloween guy. I'm not really a spoopy guy, so don't expect spoopy content from me, at the very least. Uh, Phil, buddy old pal. Favourite horror film? Favourite horror film? Uh... Army of Darkness is pretty good. It's pretty good. 
pretty good. Fair enough. I've no idea what that film's about. Bruce Campbell goes back in time and fights off a zombie horde with his boomstick, also known as his shotgun. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that famous, where that right? Okay, the famous line. This, this is my boomstick. This yes, is my boomstick. That, that's where this comes from. Today he also I conveniently learned. has a high school chemistry book in the boot of his car, which has also come back in time with him. Mm-hmm. So he makes dynamite and stuff. It's pretty great because that's the kind of thing you find in a high school chemistry book. <laughs> How to make dynamite? To be fair, given the film, yeah. <laughs> I like this. I've got the Wikipedia page open here. Army of Darkness is a 1992 American comedy horror isekai epic film. <laughs> what? Because it travels back in time. It does. It's it... not an isekai. <laughs> it's a new, different world of the one he's from. Time travel is not isekai. It's yeah. a new. It's a new world in the sense that you go back far enough, the world is completely different. I was reincarnated as the same person. 300,000 years ago and have to fight off zombies. Reincarnation is not a requirement for Isakai. It's not, but it sounds funnier. No, but is. another sure. world is! <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because then you start saying shit like Siren's an Isakai. No, no. Uh, Siren is an Isakai. Doctor Who's an Isakai. Fuck off. Like, I no, mean, just... uh, Doctor Who is occasionally an Isakai. They do quite literally go to other worlds. Right, this is all getting offends me, so. You can follow the podcast as a whole at Trash Manga Cast on Twitter to be notified the moment a new episode goes live. Or, of course, subscribe to us on the various podcast service of your choice, be that Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, whichever one takes your fancy. But that, that brings our spoopy season to a close. I can finally stop making Halloween references and saying that word over and over and over. So, Phil... What have we got to look forward to next time as Trash Manga Friends enters November? Next time on Dragon Ball Z, we are going to read a fight breaking through the heavens as we read our first Chinese comic and our first, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Wuxia series. There you go. Wux the deal with Wuxia. Find that's that's probably incredibly offensive. <laughs> Find out next time on Trash Manga Friends. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy Halloween. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.